0: Everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. Today we're excited to welcome back Glenn Burroughs. He's a family history expert, a tour guide, and owner of Norfolk Tours in England. And he's here every fourth Saturday to share what to see and do, uh, sometimes in England. And sometimes it's like, hey, how do we dig up that family history? But today he's talking about the coastal walking paths in England. We've talked about Pedder's Way before, which is an old Roman road that you can do, all kinds of places like uh, going to Breckland and the forests out there, the Thetford Forest. I think I'm getting this right, Glenn. But today we're going to the beach. So welcome back, Glenn. How are you?
1: Hello. Yeah, you've done really well there.
0: You remembered all them places. Well done. I know. Well, we've been talking for a few years, you know, but, and also there are certain places as you're talking, I'm like making, you know, these check marks. Okay. I want to go to Thetford. That's like a thing. I want to go in the broads and I want to get on the little boat thing and go in the canals and all that. See, Mm -hmm. I got, I got my list of, of, and of course, cheese scones. Now, did you, I'd have to wish you and Diana happy anniversary. Did you have scones? That's important to know.
1: We didn't have scones, but we had we had a, a, a really lovely cheese board and some for, for everybody else we had we had cake as well I don't eat cake but I eat lots of cheese so I had some lovely stilton and some lovely applewood smoked cheese and Ooh, I love that Ooh. and some lovely really tasty cheddar Ooh. so that was lovely very nice
0: well you'd like where we are right now we're recording uh we are up in northern wisconsin and they have cheese curds and cheese 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 here
1: lovely stuff
0: it's a land of cheese in fact one of the cats we're hanging out is his name is cheddar <laughs> right, he's purring right around the corner for me so he's agreeing with you cheddar is good but he doesn't want you to eat him no but he might bite me. I don't know. No, he won't. He's sweet as could be. But these walking paths, um, what I think is so cool about this, you know, here in the states, whenever we're talking about walks, what if, I mean we have urban parks so we can go through yeah. a forested area in a city, like Central Park in in New York is yes, a, of a course. big example. But there's just this really cool thing. I know a friend who did the Wales Coast par- path. Yes. Um which is a really cool she did hadrian's wall she walked along hadrian's wall she's done these and then it seems very similar in that england you're going through this absolute variety of landscapes when you walk but you can get off the beach and go have you know go to the pub like you're saying in your article everyone glenn's article is up on nationalparktraveling.com but it's so you can go to a village. You can go to a museum and learn more about the area you're, you're you know, stepping through. So um, this is pretty cool. So let's start in your area. What's some of your favorite places for people to go on a walking holiday or just include it as part of their vacation?
1: Yeah. I mean, funnily enough, the picture behind me is, is a, a town called Cromer. It's oh, right, as you, as you see, it's right on the coast. Um, the picture is actually taken from the top of the church tower and Ooh. I went up there with some of my visitors who wanted to go up to the top of the church tower and have a look out to sea. So we climbed up this medieval church, and we stood on the roof and took these beautiful pictures looking out over the over the coast. Um, and the the coast you can actually see the coastal path going off in the distance. You That's know, amazing. so so Cromer is a is one of my favourite places. It's right on the north coast of norfolk and it's sticking out into the north sea and actually there is nothing between cromer and the north pole it's just right on the edge what? and there if you go do, if you go due north you hit the north pole there's nothing in between so in the winter time it does get a bit chilly i would say um, but it's absolutely gorgeous it's really bracing you know you walk along the beach and it's lovely we often go to cromer and to wells another lovely coastal resort on new year's day um it's really lovely too um, we say we blow away the cobwebs because it really is lovely and fresh and it mm. it's really so beautiful you know and obviously you can see the the coast is right there and there's the the town right next door to it so you can pop into a pub and have uh, fish and chips oh nice you got to have some fuel yeah that's good exactly so can you like
0: as as you as a tour guide with Norfolk Tours if someone said hey I want to do like a walking adventure and then okay then I want to go to London and maybe go to Stratford-on-Avon right Uh, or you can incorporate this all together but If someone wants to say, you know, go walking along a path for, because some of them are like 20 and 30 miles, you say, I want to do this. But what, I mean, you'll drive them, maybe take their luggage to a lodging and then say, off you go, I'll meet you here and take you to your next lodging. Or, you know, how how would that work for somebody?
1: Yeah. I mean, the the coastal paths are really well signposted. So we could do exactly what you've just said. You know, we stay at a and b have breakfast, go off to the dropping off points. We'll say Cromer, Um, I arrange that it's going to take three hours to walk to the next picking up point. I will drive my car to the next point. They would take the path around. All they'd need to take with them is their backpack with a camera and a bottle of water. And then I meet them, I pick them up. We go three or four miles inland and have lunch in a lovely little pub. Take them somewhere else for the next two or three hours. Walk, pick them up, take them to the B and B for the for the evening meal and and the night of rest. You know, and then we go wherever else. You know, I mean, as I as I say in the article, you could actually have a a walk at breakfast time in Norfolk and and end up the day in in Wales because we're such a small country as you can see. You know, mm-hmm. we we would fit England in Texas and. And there'd be plenty left over, you know. I know, you know, we're
0: going to Texas next. Exactly. (laughs) And it's big. I'm just saying, because it could take you two days to drive across that state, depending which way you're going.
1: Yeah. And and I can drive right the way across from from Norfolk, right the way across to Wales in probably seven hours, seven or eight hours. Uh, That's
0: not bad. And that's right across the country. Wow. So that's like a, yeah, that's. That's like not even that's perfect, you know, for yeah. people, especially for people in England too. I mean, do you ever take yeah. people in England on like excursions?
1: yes, yeah i mean i've I've had quite a few people who are on their own, so I've had sort of um elderly ladies. I've had quite a few elderly ladies who oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been I've been married forty years now, so you know I I'm know quite,
0: forty years that's incredible, man,
1: yeah, wow um, so, you know, I've, I've had ladies who come to do some family history research, and obviously they're traveling on their own. They want to have someone they can trust. They want to know what bed and breakfast they're going to go into and what sort of places they're going to visit and feel, feel safe and, you know, be accompanied so they can go into a pub. Because still, it still can be a bit daunting for, for ladies on their own to go into a pub or to Mm -hmm. go into a restaurant and it's not nice eating on your own so it's Mm -hmm. much nicer to have somebody with you um Mm -hmm. so that's what I've done I've had quite a few um single people who have just wanted a someone to be with them and and show them around and then their family history too that's the other thing oh yeah that as well but it's 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 what, what I was sort of saying saying previously you know it's it is all about actually having somebody who you're you're with. You're on the mm-hmm. journey with them, because you know sometimes I've I've had people over for like ten days. Well, at the end of the ten days, we're like family because yeah, yeah. Know, we've travelled together for so long and we get to know our own little idiosyncrasies, you know. Mm-hmm. And I take Yum. them to my favourite cheese scone places.
0: <laughs> well, this—that's this, the thing, right? Well, this—it's interesting because um, I was just having a conversation with Ben Berthelot, uh, Berthelot from Lafayette, Louisiana, and this city is known as the happiest city in America. Okay, and um, it's in Louisiana. You know, we love Louisiana and the swamps, and they've got the Atchafalaya swamp. It's the biggest swamp I believe we have in this country. And so they have a lot of outdoors, but it's very family oriented, a lot of sporting, a lot of food, but you're really immersed in the Cajun and Creole culture. So you get the French part of that in there. Love that. yeah, and he says, it's about being immersive. So you could go to a French restaurant because they have so many French people there. And they'll say, you go sit at the table. And this is a table where a French family will go and have their dinner or couple. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know anything about French or you wanna learn French, You go join them for dinner at the table, and then you get to speak French and meet with them. And he said, This is the tourism is going that way where people want that immersive experience. So, going with you, I can imagine like you're, you know, you're writing in your article about, oh, you can, you go on the shingle beach. I'm like, what? What's a sh? You know, I don't have shingles. (laughs) No, but so, but I mean, I wouldn't know, you know, you have to start. There's a line of how much research you want to do on Google yes but if you're with someone and they can explain it to you and you're there you you will ingest that information and have a better understanding and appreciation than yep. just you know and i mean we're a magazine so we have editorial like your articles but yes, I, i'm just saying the experience is the where you really
1: get it we we all we all remember things that we did at primary school when we went out on an outing you know mm-hmm. i remember that when i was at primary school we went for a walk up to our local woodland and had a look around the woods. Mm. I remember going to see the Cutty Sark in London, you know, I, and I'm talking about the, the mid-1960s, but I remember it because it was an experience, because it was something that I actually did. I actually felt it, I touched it, I smelt it, you know, and that is what it's all about. It, it is all about actually experiencing something and you're talking about the the creole and the the french when we were in quebec we were staying in bed and breakfasts and you know for me it was lovely because i do speak french Mm -hmm. and you know to speak to these people in canada in french and experiencing their life in canada was was just amazing because it was like being back in france again
0: yeah cuz how else are you gonna how how do you keep your language i mean i don't speak afrikaans like i i do like until i talk to my friend melissa And then, like, my accent... And then I can't speak on the podcast at all because I can't pronounce anything because my brain goes, what country am I Afrikaans today? So I'm in South Africa. Am I in England? I'm in in the States. I don't know. I can't pronounce anything. And people think I'm stupid on the podcast. I'm really not. My brain just doesn't know where I am. And every time I I talk to her, I messed up for a full week. Like, she does. She messes me up. But it's a good mess up. But that's the thing. If you don't get to use it, you lose it.
1: You do. Yeah. I mean, I... I I worked in France when I was 19 Mm -hmm. and I came back having lived in France. So having just been French for the time. And when I came back, I'd I'd even forgotten some English, would you believe, you know, because I had been totally French and I was dreaming in French. I was thinking in French, you know. And and now when I go to France, it takes me about half an hour to get back into the the French head, you know, um, but it is it is all about immersing yourself. So wh- when people come on a on a tour with me, they're going to mix with the real local people. They're not going to mix with another load of tourists because, you know, I don't go to places where there's hundreds and millions mm-hmm. of tourists. You know, mm-hmm. we, we go to places. Obviously, if they want to go to Stonehenge, we'll go to Stonehenge, yeah. but, you know. We normally go to places where they're the only foreign person in the room, mm-hmm. you know, so that all they're hearing is local people and they're hearing local people and they're sampling local life, which mm. is what it's all about. And when you're walking along the coast and you pop into a local pub, you know, that is what it's all about.
0: But and also the coast is I always feel like you're you're like, especially fishing villages, you're kind of with the salt yeah. of the earth or should I say salt of the sea. You're yes. with the people out there braving the elements yes and it's just a like oh yeah you know this is not the frozen food section of no. the grocery store anymore no. you know this is a real deal and this these are the people that go out and do it and i think the coast that there's something really cool and laid back about being i don't care what country you're in no, there's just rugged. this even if it's rugged like you've definitely like cornwall very rugged right oh definitely um it's like when we were up in uh, Washington State, I was telling you about the parks there reminded me of England, you had the Salish Sea and there's a lot of English history there, but this intense wind whipping around you, but it was cold, so wear different clothes, but yeah. it's invigorating. And exactly. it's like, wow, it's like, oh man, this is what it feels like to be alive, and so the yet even that you're still you're invigorated, but because you're at the coast and I think it's the tidal water, I don't know what it is, but we're all born in water, in a water sack. So maybe it's a maternal thing, but something yeah. about being at the coast, the coast just still relaxes you, intrigues you. I love the ruggedness. Like I think I've got Cornwall behind me. that, that Those rugged cliffs, I yeah. adore them because they're birds that live inside those cliffs.
1: Yes. And, and I think that that is the thing because you're, when you're walking along a coastal path, you're gonna come across things that don't expect you to, to be walking there because you're in the you're in in their domain. You're not you're not walking along a road or you're yeah. not walking, you're not walking in a, a, a park, you're walking actually in nature. Mm-hmm. And that that is what is the most amazing thing about walking on the coastal paths is that you may not actually meet anybody else on your entire walk because sure. they they are so in the middle of nowhere because they're right on the edge of the country, obviously. So you're not necessarily gonna meet many people when you're walking. And what yeah. you what you're gonna experience are the birds, the animals that you're just gonna come across around a corner, you mm-hmm. know, and things like that. And if you do meet somebody, it's gonna be someone else who's either interested in doing what you're doing or they're going to be a local. They're going to be a fisherman. They're going to be, you know, somebody who works there. Mm -hmm. And as you say, the sound of the water is just amazing, especially on a pebble beach. When you hear water coming up on a pebble beach and then going out again, it's like a round of applause. It's absolutely amazing. That sound is just amazing.
0: Where's the pebble
1: beaches? Where do you go for that? Um, well, we've got several pebble beaches in Norfolk. Um, okay. the, picture, the picture that I sent to you that I said would make a really fantastic jigsaw puzzle is just near Great Yarmouth. Just around the corner from Great Yarmouth is a little place called Galston. And that is where this, this band of pebbles are. And the, the sea washing up on the pebbles and going out again, it's just like a round of applause oh. where the pebbles roll. Oh, just see, amazing
0: we get a, we get some areas like that in the in this country but not as many you get a mostly you get some national parks that almost have different colored pebbles in the water yep. not in this ocean but it has to do with the minerals and and that goes Yay. to cornwall because of the mining so i didn't even realize about the mining
1: yeah, i know we talked dollars. about
0: flintstone but now this is something different this is tin tin. oh i thought yes. it was shingle Okay, no,
1: no, no. The shingle, is, the shingle is actually on the beach. It's 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 the stones that have been washed up. Um, okay. And uh, the, the the way the the cliffs fall down, or the erosion of the sea, and then the 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 movement of the sea backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, just rolls the stones until they're round. So they roll backwards and forwards. And there's places like at Salhouse. There's another beach uh-huh. that is complete shingle. And then Galston, you've got a whole band of shingle in between the two lots of sand. Mm. But in Cornwall, they used to do tin mining, and you get all these tin mines on on the cliff tops. They're just to, if you have if I don't know whether you get Poldark on the television. There's a really good series set in 18th century Cornwall, and they were tin miners. There's lots and lots of mines in Cornwall, oh. and you can you can visit them, which is the best. Thing you know to actually Mm -hmm. go and see industrial archaeology where it was, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not they're ruins. Sorry. Yeah, it's like these ruins, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's not it's not a made up thing, you know. It's not like a television studio. It's it's real industrial archaeology in situ. Fantastic.
0: And so that's the other thing we were talking about going to museums. You were talking about the one area, I think it was Portsmouth. Um, yes. where you, that's where you can go see. Uh, we were talking about uh, the different uh, uh, ships, historic ships that you can go see. So to yep. me, that makes sense. You're walking along the path, and then you're thinking about the people actually setting off to see where you're walking historically. Yep. To set foot yep. there is a whole different, you know, wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you go and visit, you know, the Victory or the Mary Rose or, you know, the Warrior, another another big ship. If you're in Portsmouth, this is where a lot of these ships sail from, you know. Right. Uh, or if you're in Plymouth, you know, Plymouth Ho is oh, where a lot right. of Americans set off from, you know. But, you know, when you're actually on the coast, you can get more of a feel for how people lived. And when you see the sea, you know, Sea behind me, you know this lovely picture of the sea Mm -hmm. behind me. It looks gorgeous. It's not lovely when there's a force nine gale blowing, you know. And then you've got to think, well, that is what people had to go out and work on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even if they're in the.
1: When the lifeboatman went out, that is what the sea was like when the lifeboatman went out. You know, they were risking their lives, and they gave their lives. You know.
0: What about that? That um. There was that film or TV series that was on Britbox that we saw and I think I told you about with a lady and she was actually on our radio show a couple years back for a different uh, movie and it was about the guy that faked his death by going out into the ocean and he was watching the ocean and it's a true story, which is really freaky. And yep. um, he really conned his own wife and conned everybody. He did. Was, I, I mean, remember. I got so mad at that guy. I was like, it was, it was so, you know, it was, it's you're just like, oh, what a creep. But, and he did, and he, and he, he paddled his canoe out. He knew, did. He, and he ended up on this other little island area. And I'm like, I mean, it was, it was a really cool way of seeing England and also going to like the coastal areas where you can go get a Mr. Whippy. I had to bring him up spring spring has yeah,
1: sprung yeah. and everybody wants a mr whippy oh yeah and no oh. I, we're, we're actually going to the coast um this next weekend with the family and i i bet that there'll be some ice cream so there'll be some mr whippies bought oh you week.
0: better have one for nancy and i you know yeah. we want and she wants you to have a crunchy bar too that's oh, well,
1: important I, I won't have any but the children will
0: oh i know you did see <laughs> but okay well you can have the the cheddar uh an oh. apple wrapped in bacon oh, no, that's,
1: no. No, you're being silly now
0: i know i know i'm good at it but but th- that's the other part of it is the charm of going to the seaside and we're at that time of year where it's just you know and, and i like it in all seasons i like the dark yeah. dreary days when the mist comes in and all of oh, that yeah. mystical you know but it's then we so have the sunny days mm-hmm, the sunny days where you can have a mr whippy ice cream ice cream everybody by the way um but do
1: you have wimpy's Still, well, tours, we those in South Africa. We used to have Wimpy bars, but uh, they've sort of yeah. they're a bit passé now. Oh,
0: because I've seen a couple pop up around here, like in this country. Yeah, and wow. I I don't know like the history. I was like, what's going on, Mister? You know, Mister Mr. and Mister Wimpy. Like let's have let's have some fun. But I remember as a kid in England going out on the coast, walking the coastline, and I think it was more up where we were Southport area Was it got a coast there we were Southport and then we were also lived in Was it Bridgeport oh I can't remember where we were yeah I, I think the there north?
1: is a coast there's a well you're never far from the coast in England anyway
0: right but I remember those big rocks and those pebbles but loving it as a kid because you'd find these razor clams yes
1: everywhere. yeah the those, long, long, long those long, 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 long
0: razor them. clam shells and yes, I used to collect quite. them and they were so delicate though you yes, know yes they I are just, so we find those and then i remember going to blackpool but yes. does that become like a i don't know i remember getting rock and walking down the pier and it was so festival like festive and there was like I remember a big toy store near there or something i
1: don't yeah. know i mean the blackpool is is a really big brash commercial now, of kind of resort thing. yes yeah. i mean like um this weekend we're gonna go out near great yarmouth which is Okay. The the, the blackpool of, of East Anglia, really, you know, where you've got all the all the gam- the two P machines, you know, the, the the grabbers, you know, for Yeah, yeah, but that's fun. For, yeah, exactly. It's great for children. But you know, where we're gonna be is only about four miles from Great Yarmouth, and you're in the countryside, you know. Oh wow. But that's that's the, the interesting thing about Norfolk and well England in general is that you've got the choice of so many different types of places, you know. So you've got the rugged coastline, like in Cornwall, where Mm -hmm. you can walk for miles and not see anybody. Or you've got Cromer, like is behind me, which is a really lovely Victorian seaside resort with a pier. It's got a Mm -hmm. pier that goes out. And then you've got Great Yarmouth, which is... A sort of place that you don't really want to be for for very long because it's very noisy it's too and, much it gets too much yeah. yeah but it's an it's a place to go if you want to have a Mr Whippy some fish and chips and a go on the on the grabber to see if you can buy a toy get a toy it's that know? it's
0: that seaside thing for kids which it's very um that's what I was saying uh Washington State when we were there we went to a uh, Long Beach Peninsula and of course it's cold you know and everything when we were there but it was beautiful. And it was that quintessential little shop selling trinkets and yeah. you know all of that and it just it you it's nostalgic for adults because you remember doing that kind of stuff as a kid and yes. it is fun for a day after that and, and you know you want to do those carnival things where you can yes, of course, you know of whack the little thing that pops up you know exactly and, and we all need to happens. take out our frustration somewhere just go whack it you know but but it's fun to do that but i think what's what's cool about this walking experience is that you can include that and then still go off yeah. and and what can you walk around the whole i mean obviously you you've got wales and everything in scotland could you walk yes like, like the whole trail
1: you like, can you, do you it? can you can walk around the entire country and th- it depends on how much you i mean obviously if you're going along this this route here you're going in a relatively straight line if you're going around on, on your coast, I can't really point to your coast because I don't know where it is, um, your coast, it depends how you actually take the path. But according to the maps, mm-hmm. the, the actual coastline is about 11,000 miles if you go into every little tiny nook and cranny. But if you're going actually on on straight routes, it's only probably about 2,000 miles all the way around. So wow. you can you can walk it. Obviously, it would take you quite a while. But you can walk it, because um, it's not it's not actually that far. You know, people do it. People do walk. You're just breaking it up well, it's
0: Like here, people do the Pacific Crest Trail from Canada to Mexico. They do the Appalachian Trail, which wow. goes from like the top by Maine all the way down to Georgia. Um, through that, I mean that's amazing. And you have to really time it well because of snow and and all yes, of, of that course. kind of weather. Um, yeah. But a lot of people do it as like every summer. They go do a portion of it and yeah, just which is
1: what, add what you it to it do. until they finish it. You could do that in England quite nicely, you know, to mm-hmm. you know, do do Norfolk in one bit, then you could go down sort of from Kent right the way across through sort of Bournemouth area and then right the way along to the bottom of Cornwall. See, I like that.
0: the idea of being able to just Go for like a nice walk that day. Not overstress yourself. I think it's, you know, I'm not getting younger. So I'm kind of getting more relaxed about these things. You don't have to kill yourself on the trail. I like no. the idea of taking a nice wander. Let's put it that way. Being yes. able to spend time to look at the flowers and the birds and and the water. Because you've got seals. You've got all the, you know, oh, the yes. sea life.
1: Yeah, pools, we've got seals. We, yeah, and I want to I mean, see that stuff. for for me the the nicest thing on a lot of these beaches are the little rock pools yeah that's it where you're going to find you're going to find a little pool it's probably only going to be about six foot across but it's full of life you know and it's just great just to have a look and see what you can see but yeah yeah, especially in Cornwall there are a lot of relatively short walks three four miles
0: yeah you know you could
1: you could do a couple of them a day and you've got some really good exercise. You've got some really fantastic scenery. And, and also, you know, you've got some lovely food down in Cornwall because you could have a cream tea, you know, gone oh. and cream and jam. And that's all. That's all very, Ooh. very nice.
0: See, I like this. I like the, I like doing the exercise and go, feel exactly. up, go to a museum, understand, you know what I mean? So, and the weather you have is not... I mean, sometimes you get those Indian summers that get like really, really warm, but it doesn't last for 10 years. Your weather, you know, it you can you can do like, a, you know, in this country, depending on where you are, like you don't want to walk at midday because you'll, you know, it's really, really hot. Like if you're in the no, desert. No.
1: In England, in England, it's generally speaking, I mean, last year was a little bit unusual, but normally in England, you you could walk in the mornings and then walk in walk in the afternoon you know and nice. spend the, the middle of the day in a in a museum or just looking around a nice little town you know that is what what it's all about it's actually sampling the place where you are and yes. seeing seeing life as it is rather than you know going from from here to there to there to there you know you don't want to rush you want to no. spend time you know, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is like, you want to be able to, like you said, go to the rock pools. We call them tide pools um, oh, yeah. and and look at that and, and actually and soak it up. You don't want to sit there and go, okay, there's a tide pool. Move on. Well, what's the point yep. if you're not going to take a look and see if you've got an urchin in there or, exactly. you know, is there a fish? What, what is, you know, what is in there? You know, that's to me, that's the excitement and going out there and then being able to go into town and, and check it out and see, Oh, okay. That's, that's fun. I exactly. like this Glenn. I want to do it. I want to go well, walk. I want to go here for a wet. We haven't walked for two weeks. We've been snowed in. We're both feeling antsy. And it's not good for the belly.
1: <laughs> I start no. growing
0: tires, and that's not nice. It's not, no, it's no, not boy. feeling good. So, you know, we, we need to get out walking. But I think this is really great for people to realize the other side of an England vacation. And I think one thing too, you brought up before you go. I wanted to touch on this. You touched on um these SSSIs, so these are special
1: scientific interest. uh, Yeah, sites of special scientific interest, so they are, they're not necessarily um, parks as such, but they are an area that are preserved, i.e. people can't just do anything on them, um, because they're preserved because of the wildlife that they get on them, and Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of places like that. We've also got a lot of bird reserves, RSPB reserves on the oh, coast. Okay. So you get fantastic bird bird life, especially on the North Norfolk coast. Well, all the coast, but you know, North Norfolk has got a lot of bird reserves around it. Mm. But you've got these SSSIs which are protected, you know, they're, mm. they're not areas where you can just go and do what you like in them. So so if you are a, a scientist and you want to do a specific study on a specific type of wildlife, then, you know, concentrate on one area. Mm. And, it, you know, I've, I've had this historically, you know, with people who have studied a particular thing in history, uh-huh. um, but there are so many opportunities for people to do exactly the same sort of thing, looking at wildlife, you know, looking at flora, fauna, um, everything, you know. Birds, but I think
0: people that are interested in archaeology and geology I think this is a really good way to get out there and to experience it from. Yeah, I mean,
1: Cornwall, Cornwall and Devon especially are are called the Jurassic Coast because of the number of um, fossils that people find there. So, you know, if if you're interested in, in, you know, dinosaurs, we've we actually found in Norfolk, we've found the earliest human footprints. Right. That's some crazy stuff. Outside of Africa. They're actually human footprints from you know. Okay, virus. but did they take their DNA and
0: did you go and see if your DNA no. matches?
1: No, no no, come no, 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 no. They're they're in they're in the fast fossilized footprints in the sand. I know, but come on, they can take their DNA and then you can see uh, if it matches. Come I, on. I wish. That- we also had a mammoth, a whole, a whole mammoth in the cliffs. Um, I've got a friend wow. of mine. He's he is always finding fossils on the coast at Norfolk. Mm. You know, all over the place. You know, so there are so many things you can do. That if you wanted to do something, if you've got a specific interest, then I yeah. can put together a tour for you. You know, that's, that's awesome. What, that's what we do.
0: That's awesome. Um, you know, they just found the biggest penguin um uh, fossil, like a penguin. Yep. They dug up a penguin that is a giant penguin. Nancy got all excited about this. We talked about it on our our big daily blend podcast. Right. Um, it is the size of Shaq O'Neal, the basketball player, a penguin. So you're looking at eight, nine foot. Like, I mean, wow. he's a big boy. I mean, that's, you know, a big guy. I shouldn't say boy. I didn't mean it that way before everyone gets mad. i didn't mean it that way. Um, but no, but you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, so I mean, he is a huge guy to, you know, and so a penguin that big, like, wow. I, mean, I that's the biggest nun I've ever seen. <laughs> so,
1: so where where did they find that?
0: I have to ask Nancy. I'll have to yep. Google it. and, and fi- I can't remember yeah. from there, but they found it. Um, I find that fascinating to have that yeah. big, like, well, it makes sense, though, because they're just, you know, there's certain animals that are so prehistoric, you know, yes. and you look at oh, birds, birds. And birds, yeah, and it's a bird. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy when you think a penguin is a human. Yeah. Like, and I used to wear a penguin suit to raise funds for our oceanarium
1: in South yeah, well, Africa.
0: Yeah. I walked around in a giant penguin suit and okay. uh, raised money. Yeah, I know. We need, the- we
1: need we need photographic evidence of that, please.
0: Actually, there's some of that. There's I I it's in our storage unit. We have evidence of that. Nancy oh. was dressed as a seagull and I was a penguin and we'd go around in Port Elizabeth because the, the um the town mascot is a penguin because we had penguins. Oh
1: yeah yeah so i mean emperor emperor penguins are are quite big anyway aren't they
0: it must be an emperor that was the big one i think like a human size that's pretty that's pretty big you know
1: yeah Yeah.
0: so but i think that's the cool thing you know and that's that's thing you know going to these places and understanding and then when you hear these kinds of reports and you've actually walked where something like that has been found it's like dude that is really cool you know And, and it's always changing like nancy's Nancy's a total like dinosaurs, anything like that. She geeks out, and so, like she she always talks about this on shows. And since she's you know not here right, th- she will be back, everybody. Um, she's not sick or anything. We're just working away on some expansions. But she always talks about how they found a hummingbird fossil, the latest hummingbird fossil, the oh. oldest one they found in Germany. Now you would think it'd be in South America, the Americas, yeah, in the yeah, tropics. No, Germany. So wow. whatever we always think and believe, hundred percent, just science and archaeology are always changing, and I think yeah. that's exciting. And if it didn't, we wouldn't have things to make us better when we're sick.
1: No, quite. I mean, so, sometimes I mean they're they're always finding fossils here for things that you'd never imagine living in England. You know, like like alligators and rhinoceros what? and uh, hippopotamus. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah, we're fi- finding, um, you know, fossils of those sorts of creatures up in England. See, which there, is
0: there's a huge argument here about our wild horses and people call them feral horses, but they're right. not. Well, the, and now I'm going to get emails again, but because we had the Spanish and then the Indians had horses they had ponies. Yeah. And they said, oh, the Spanish brought them here. Well, the Indians were here first. OK, so they have a whole National Park Service site, the Hagen, uh, Hagenman. Hagerman fossils of horses proving they were here. One of the first things, like we had camels here. You know, camels come from America so far. And so people now are saying, no, these are feral horses, so kill them, adopt them off, take them off public land. There's a it's a big mess that we've been fighting for years. And I just want to say, like, so they didn't just disappear off the face of the earth. Like, there's gonna be you know, and just because you don't kill him just over that. But anyway, I, I always want to save the horse and save the animals. But yeah. but this is this whole big argument of did the horse originate here? It's like cattle don't come from here. Cattle come from Africa, like the cattle we have in this country do not come from here. Guernsey has their own Guernsey cows.
1: Yeah. But Jersey then again, you see, we, we, we don't know how much of the planet was actually joined up anyway, do we? Because that all fits together. That all fits yes. together, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, and we all, all we know is what we
1: know now. Exactly. So, so everybody it's, it's who argues, I think, just stop it, because you don't well, I mean, if, if if we, if we're, I mean, going back to walking along the coast, you know, you're going to find rocks that have been there for millennia.
0: Shells, shells, too. Shells, you've got
1: you, got, you got the fossils that are in, in the rocks, and while you're walking along, you know. You're yeah. going to you can something. see like the
0: worms and stuff like that that are fossilized.
1: Yeah. You know. Oh, it's cool. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I need to go for a walk. I really do. I miss it.
0: You know, we love our one hour walks. And I, I'm like, you know, last time I tried to walk in the snow, glen, my butt saw the ice like three times. And let me tell it, you, you no, know, I got, I went down and the snow was over my head.
1: Well, you need to have some snowshoes on them. Well,
0: apparently um, people have shoes in Wisconsin for these things. And apparently hiking boots that I thought would be fine. Apparently not. Mm. You know, so I learned it's okay. It's, you know, tennis, Nancy,
1: tennis, tennis rackets.
0: Oh, listen, the dogs and the cats and Nancy all lined up at the window and watched. <laughs> no joke. No yeah. joke. And then she's like, you need to go back out and do it again. Well. I'm like, I was trying to feed the birds and it, well, the squirrels, really, because that's who gets it all out here. But
1: oh, do anyway, you have the black, black ones? ones?
0: Yes, actually. And I don't see that many here like that. The black ones. Oh, I, lo- but, I love and- to
1: see them in Canada. The black squirrels were lovely. Yeah.
0: Ones. You see, I haven't seen them so much in this country. But what I did see in South Carolina, where we, we were just a few weeks ago, a white albino squirrel, unless that's a specific breed. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I was walking a coonhound dog, which thought, oh, let's go play with the white squirrel. I'm like, no, let's not. Let's let's walk around the other way. And that was fun. But <laughs> you know what? Here's a oh, that's a good point. What about walking your dog on the beach? Is that legal?
1: Um, it is in some areas. Um, there are lots of areas, especially where the public are, where you can't have a dog. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, lots of areas you can walk a dog. Um, but in england generally speaking if your dog uses the beach instead of you know a toilet then you clear it up yeah yeah that's in, in england in england people have always cleared up their dogs mm-hmm. mess for for a lot of years now mm-hmm. uh, but but generally speaking most of the wild beaches are are fine uh, it's just the ones like the one behind me is mm-hmm. uh, is a public beach where people you know go on so dogs are not encouraged
0: well you're you're a dog country i mean you guys all oh, well, we love are. dogs. everybody yeah, yeah. loves dogs in england and yeah. I, I bring that up because you know as we travel and we do pet sitting which is you know our way of sitting and working but having fun with pets walking dogs really gets you to see things in a different way than a human because they're sniffing things out that you would go, why are you sniffing that? Okay, yeah, another dog may have peed there or something. Isn't this yeah. pleasant? But they're, they, they're, they're scenting something like another animal that we may not have seen. Yeah, there's, there's, so it, they It's like another set of eyes of this investigative journey. And they love their walks because it's like this giant billboard. Like I always yeah. say, it's not a billboard, a bulletin board with all these messages. Yes, and it's, yeah. it smells and everything. But it's telling them who, what, and where. But they're... I mean, where they look and, and go, like not go to the, you know, where they check out, you know, what what they look at, gets your eyes open. Yes. You know, if you if you pay attention to it, do- I watch people walk their dogs with their cell phone and they're walking on a busy road. There's their dog doing stuff and they're walking with their cell phone at, and doing stuff on their phone. And I'm like, you're on a walk. You're going to walk into something, which is funny. And <laughs> we've seen that. But like, yeah. don't you want to see what your dog is doing? Don't you have that communication? Are you going to walk into the street and walk into a car? So yeah. I like the coast thing where I think, come on, put your phones away. Unless you're taking pictures. Enjoy it and take a dog if you can. It's cool. Or a kid. Kids teach you too.
1: Oh, they do. The one yeah. thing I could never understand, especially when, when our son was little, he would run ahead of us, then come back again. Then he'd run again. And then he'd come. And... We were exhausted just thinking about how far he'd ran, but he just, he just loved it. You know? but, but this is good because then they go to bed at night. They go to
0: sleep. sleep. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, before we do podcasts, we know, let the dogs run, let them run. Yeah. And then we could do a podcast. You know, it's like, get the kids out, go play, run, run, run. And then, okay, go to bed.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what. That's what
0: yeah, instead of t- telling your kids to go play in the traffic, tell them to go take a walk.
1: <laughs> Much more <laughs> sensible. Know.
0: Yeah, well, everyone, again, uh, keep up with Glenn and contact him if you're going to England. He'll work with you. And if you're doing family history, even just, you know, through emails, he'll work with you. So go to norfolk-tours.co.uk. His article is up on nationalparktraveling.com. He also has another cool article on there talking about the great outdoors in England and another one talking about all the different national parks. So if you're interested in the outdoors of England, that is where to go. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We are here with Glenn every fourth Saturday. Well, listen, have a wonderful uh, coastal
1: vacation. We will, yeah. Don't you worry about that.
0: Oh, I do love to be by the seaside. Oh, of course we do. <laughs>